The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I really appreciate your support. Coming your way, I'll play you brand new music from Tulisa Brown. Have you ever heard of that artist? You've never. Also, I'll give you my 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After Season 6 review. And of course, what I am pizza musimoning about. First things first, as per usual, we get into your elders were dirty. And of course, Mamela, the purpose of this is to show you that the music you listen to is as dirty as the music your elders used to listen to. And therefore, they cannot reprimand you for listening to sexually explicit music or music that contains violence because they too used to listen to such music when they were in their youth. Right. So today, the song we are looking into is this one the affair okay it's corrupt what do i do what do i say i feel ashamed embarrassed fatigued such a petty crime Oh my god, Tony Braxton talking in his sleep, released in 1996. Yeah, born again, this particular song, it's about adultery, it's about cheating. And this is the song your elder used to listen to. I am so sorry if this song brings back very, very bad memories of you having to watch your mother or your aunt or your older sister sing along to this song with a lot of emotion in their faces because Longoma cuts deep because chances are back then someone cheated on her. Hey! Of course, with the exclusion of me. 
and yazi shem utoni Braxton kutala wabangwa ngamadoda shem hey kutala man kutala bamdriblisha kutala bamdreka kutala bamtapeta utoni Braxton hey one day all the men who have taken Tony Braxton for granted need to apologize to her hey she's been through a lot man hey 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 Anyway, let's look at the lyrics of the song. Utike uma Tony Tony. The affair, okay. He's corrupt. What do I do? What do I say? Hey, Shem, do you know how many women have gone through this? Be pakai outiawo ijola. Bangasas no mabatin. Should I ask him? Should I not ask him? Or should I keep quiet? Anyway, let's go back to the lyrics. She continues and says, I feel ashamed, embarrassed, fatigued. Such a petty crime of sexual indiscretion. Do you see what men in the past put our mothers and aunts through? by them cheating oh mama betu no anti betu felt ashamed they felt embarrassed they felt fatigued because of what our fathers and uncles used to do to them hey and genyan when assistoni sexual indiscretion is a petty crime it really is it was back in those days in 1996 and it is right now in 2021 Aike, she continues ke umis Tony Braxton. Uti, at night when he lays down, how I wish I could not hear the sound, but I could. Oh, the things he said. Ijani le ingutatako nomalume wako thought that he got away with cheating on your mother or your aunt. He thought he was a smooth operator. Kanti, no, he wasn't because Uti Utoni Braxton. My oh my. How can this be? There he goes talking in his sleep. You. Nyanyan otatabetu nomalume betu thought they got away with cheating on our beautiful mothers and aunts. Kanti ai Ijani ibhizi yaloqa phaya emaphupheni iloqa ngoandiswa no Amanda no Lerato no Mbali no Nthabiseng yaloqa phaya emaphupheni hayi wena Lerato shinitiza omama bethu no anti bethu beleliqam kwabo bavala magama aloqa ngutatakho nomalume wakho qabelele sis let me go back to Tony Braxton She says adultery that's what they call it when you're married tell me something why is it that the men are forgiven and the women are not good question good question this question was relevant back in 1996 and it is still relevant now in 2021 why is it that men are forgiven and the women are not It is patriarchy. Yeah, we patriarchy. 
ezi chani tazi chelewege ziali la ab because their egos are bruised and they don't forgive. Kotwa bona kabe mosha o mama betu no anti betu they want to be forgiven over and over again. Umtu ezazukba he's got many other children all over the place and he still wants to be forgiven. That's why you have got siblings and cousins that you do not know of till this day. Because back then, they were cheating. Lastly, from Tony Braxton, she says, The promises he made said, We'll be together for always. He's such a liar. Then he calls out her name. Yo, uh-uh, When Umtagati wants you, you get wet dreams as in Nandi. When Umtagati wants you, in your dreams they feed you Ukuja. Takati wants you You get wet dreams as in Nandi When Takati wants you In your dreams they feed you Ukuja This is music from Tulisa Brown, Amagwecha Ayaloya on the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike exclusive. You won't hear it anywhere else. Alright, Inzwi, 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 please, Inzwi, please. A funeral is in procession. Betalam Tuluka undertake. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to lay a four-year-old to its final resting place. OnlyFans was founded in November 2016 in London, the capital of God save their queen. It sadly died on 1 October 2021. One month and one week of the day of this recording. The cause of death is the Tumblr variant of the COVID-19 virus. May its soul rest in peace.
namhlanje on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike sinqwaba u only fans and the reason for this is because on the 19th of august 2021 only fans announced that from 1 october 2021 they will no longer show sexually explicit content the only nudity allowed will be titties i am amela 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 ngaga titties now they say the reason why they are doing this is to quote comply with the requests of our banking partners and payout providers and to ensure the long term sustainability of the platform close quote now apparently the company had trouble trying to secure investment from venture capital firms because of guess what porn and now as things stands when you look at only fans the site hosts 2 million content creators and has a user base of over 140 million and of course you saw the announcement received a lot of backlash from sex workers and their fans and they stated that the platform was made widely popular by sex workers and that the company used them to gain relevance and is now removing them since they are no longer needed and i totally agree with that because now only fans bendinga mazi i knew it by seeing a lot of sexual content on twitter my timeline would be flooded by a lot of naked women and it's not because i follow porn accounts on twitter i don't it's just that in the past year and a half or so ne twitter started this thing of showing us what the people we follow like on their twitter accounts and it's something that i really really hate i hate that about twitter because i'm not interested in what the people i follow like i'm not interested in what they like I, i'm really not So that's how these these accounts would pop up in my timeline and I would see but oh okay uh there she says but if you want to see the whole video you should click on the link below which is her only fans account that's how I knew of only fans and a lot of sex workers have been making tons and tons of money from only fans because anditi If you want to see her whole nookie you have to subscribe to her only fans account for like a fee and these guys have been making a lot of money pago only fans both internationally and locally like sex workers and even ordinary women have been making a lot of money pago only fans now in the past couple of days a lot of sex workers have been migrating to other platforms like basically look ba you know what these guys are taking us for a puss therefore we are moving on which is great the power is in your hands you do that sisters power to you and let me tell you something the people there at only fans are kidding themselves if they think ukuba they are not going to miss that 20% fee they they would charge to these sex worker creators they're going to miss that amount of money and anya into the banning of porn on only fans will only lead to their demise because 
This has happened in the past to LiveJournal and Tumblr. Like in the past, those were the hottest things. LiveJournal was the hottest thing. It had like, like a lot of pornography there and a lot of people flocked because they wanted to see porn. And then they banned porn and then people moved on. And then they saw a platform in Tumblr same thing, like because Tumblr had a lot of lovely pornography there, people flocked to Tumblr to see porn. And then Tumblr got sold to Yahoo and then the banning of porn happened and then people left Tumblr. And now today, where is Tumblr? Asias? So therefore, the same thing is going to happen to OnlyFans. The porn industry is huge. Porn is huge. The reason why we are all here today is because of Amanyala. So you can't ban Amanyala and think you are still going to make money. You are not. Porn is the hand that feeds you only fans. It is. Stop kidding yourselves. The only way from now on is downhill. That's where OnlyFans is going. Sex workers are important in the world. And people will never stop being interested in porn because in Amanyala, Amanyala are a part of us. We are Amanyala. Therefore, Amanyala are not going anywhere. And you know how it is in the world of the internet. There's a lot of competition. So, if you feel as a company that you are too big to fail, <laughs> big mistake. There are one or two or three or even 12,000 other companies waiting for you to make a stupid decision and they will cash in on it. That is what's going to happen to OnlyFans. Other tech companies are going to see a lot of traffic coming their way and they are going to milk it. We have, huh? they are going to milk it because the porn industry and the craving and interest for porn will never go away. It is huge. It is humongous. So, OnlyFans, I guess it has been great. May your soul rest in peace. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Dun, dun, dun. I've been told that I look like a monster. Damn, people say cruel things, hey? No, man, that is wrong. It's the 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After Season 6 review. We are checking out episode 14 and Dizokalango, Mike and Natalie. In case you did not know, Mike is from the United States of America and is 36 years old. And Natalie is from Ukraine or Ukraine and she's 36 years old. In the previous episode, 
they had a huge fight. Like huge, huge, huge fight. Mike let it off. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Jonga, he lashed out. That was happening during their diary session. And then throughout that altercation, Natalie revealed that she had her own room at Juliana's house. And that aggravated Mike even more. Nah, as a viewer, I was shocked. I was like, damn, so you, you even have a room at your friend's place? Wow. Okay. Now, this is weird. Remember, you are married. So, room Hmm. Red flags. So, anyway, episode 14. Mike tried to reach out to Natalie, but her phone was off. And she was at Juliana's house because Anditi, she's got her own room over there. So, after a while, he decided to call his mother Trish. And you know Trish does not mince her words. She told him that Natalie doesn't even like him. She's evil. And she fights with him because it will give her a reason to leave. And she also advised her son to divorce Natalie. This whole thing is strange for me. In that when you look at all the couples on 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. All the couples previously, whenever they go through a hard time, they, they would always mention going for a divorce. That has happened on numerous occasions with all the couples except Mike and Natalie. It's not like Mike and Natalie were not fighting like the other couples. They were. But whenever they would fight, the topic of divorce would never be brought up at all. And even, even till now, they're fighting nonstop. They're disagreeing on a lot of things. They can't communicate. But the word divorce never ever comes up. And now, in my opinion, I think out of all the couples, they are the ones who should really consider going for a divorce. So you saw when Natalie was at Juliana's house. You saw they were on the bed and Natalie was telling Juliana what went down. And he, while I was watching that scene, I was like, ah, ah man, ah, ah, something, something ain't right over here. And I was looking at Juliana's behavior around Natalie. And I, you know what? One wonders if maybe is like Juliana sexually attracted to Natalie. Huh? Remember in the previous episodes, Mike, Natalie, and Juliana were at Juliana's house for dinner, wasn't it? I don't remember if Juliana's partner was there or not, but I don't remember. But anyway, they were there. But when looking at Juliana's behavior while lying on the bed with Natalie, whom needed a shoulder to cry on, I was like, no, man, I, I, I have this strong feeling that Juliana is into women and uh, she 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 had those like hungry eyes for Natalie man like very very hungry eyes like like she 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 wanted to kiss Natalie on the neck she wanted to cuddle with Natalie as like what what squabs over here huh 
did you also get those vibes? Because I, I get those vibes. I think Juliana is into women too. I think maybe Juliana is bisexual. And Juliana wants Natalie. I mean, why, why, why would she even give Natalie her own room in her own house? Huh? And then when Natalie is there, she's lying comfortably and trying to cuddle with Natalie and kiss Natalie on her neck. Or maybe I am just overreacting. Maybe this is how women in Ukraine do things. Maybe that's how they show affection to each other. And yes, I really don't know. But for, 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 for me, I, I, I just think maybe at the end of the season, we will be hit by a bombshell that all of a sudden, Natalie and Juliana are a thing. Don't say I didn't tell you. Now, let me move on to another couple. That is Kalani and Asuelu. In case you didn't know, Kalani is from the USA and she is 32 years old. Asuelu is from Samoa and he's 25 years old. So there's a seven-year age gap. Right. So in this particular episode, episode 14, Asuelu's mother and sister, Tammy, arrived at his house and Tammy did not even greet Kalani in her own house that is high level disrespect you come into someone's house and you don't greet them i no ways if i was asuelu at that particular moment i was gonna kick my sister out because you can't show my wife disrespect in her own home by not greeting her you could see that temi uzenges kezopa because after a while, Temi asked Asuelu how much the house cost. And this time around, Temi's mother and Asuelu's mother reprimanded Temi and asked her to behave herself, which was good. I thought at that point things are going to go well, but I was totally wrong. Because at the family lunch that they had with Asuelu's family and Kalani's family, Asuelu's mother brought up her money demands and Kate was a whole debate about money and he cannot make the promise of sending his mother a particular amount of money every month because sometimes he might not be able to do so. So it was a whole debate and Tammy, as rude as she is, she was being rude. Uh, I, man, I... That woman, that woman, that woman, that woman really, 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 really gets on my nerves. And to make matters worse, later on, Asuelu brought up the baby topic again. Now, this time around, in front of the whole family. And Kalani got really upset, as she should be. And then a culture clash ensued. Hey! So it was back and forth between Kalani's family and Asuelu's family, bringing up tradition that yeah, a wife must always listen to a man. And in Samoa, in Samoa, they have big families. And then on the flip side, Kalani's family was like, well, first of all, it is Kalani's body. And if she has decided to not have children, then that is her decision. And also the cost of living in America is very high. They can't afford to have more babies. 
And yeah, man, eh, no. Tiring stuff. Tiring stuff. Very tiring. And then, to make matters worse, Asuelu's mother said that he should find himself another wife. And of course, Tammy agreed because Tammy is rude and she's always ready for a fight. She wants conflict. This whole thing made Asuelu to fume. The dude was angry. A verbal fight happened. And he physically removed. And when I say physically removed, he tackled his sister Tammy and removed her from his house. And also physically removed his mother out of his house. It is bad. We have, this is really, really bad. I have never seen such in-laws misbehave themselves like that. I have never in my life. That kind of behavior was totally shocking and unacceptable. Jeez. And I, I was surprised that Kalani's father did not get involved. I really was. I mean, all that talk in the previous episodes of how tough he is and he wants to sort out situations with his hands and so on. Now, during that whole verbal fight and the, the physicality of it all, he was nowhere to be found. That moment really needed a manly father figure to deal with it. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating violence. I just would have hoped to see him take action. Uh, I don't know what kind of action he could have taken, but I just could have wished that he was there to sort the whole thing out because he is such a commanding person his physique is very commanding when he talks people listen so i mean if he was there to stop the whole thing then maybe things could have gotten better and yes but he was nowhere to be found all hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka player disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so emoting about? Do not try to fix something that is not broken, Krimora. It's not broken, so don't fix it. It's not broken, so don't fix it. It is that simple. I am appalled by the remake of Krimora's legendary It's Not Inside, It's On Top commercial. I am absolutely appalled. Why in the hell did they decide to remake that advert. Yaz Indoklai legendary. Yeah, Don't try to remix it. Do not try to remake it. Okay? Just leave it alone. If Krimora wanted to flight that advert again, they should have just done so. There was absolutely no need to remake that advert. Never touch what is gold. Don't do that. And as Nobam Shambi, the tape of that commercial got lost and they couldn't find the original recording 
I, I don't know what are their reasons to decide to remake that legendary advert. They have just ruined my whole childhood. When I was a little kid, I used to love that advert. This was back in the days when adverts were cool. Today, adverts are not cool. Okay. Back then, that ad was cool. And a lot of people used to love that advert when they were kids. So, Goku, see, see shocked and we are appalled to see different versions of the remake of that particular commercial. They are utterly boring, a waste of time. And I don't know what people there at Cremora and the advertising agency that was commissioned to remake that advert were thinking. Did they honestly think this whole thing was going to fly? When, when, when they were making it during production and taking different cuts and saying, cut, cut, okay, do that again, and, and so on. During that whole experience, did they honestly think that this was going to work? I am really appalled. And because it has been on top of my mind for a couple of weeks now. And I'm not a person who watches a lot of live TV. I like watching my recordings, catch up and so on. And also stuff on the internet. There's no commercials there. But from time to time, especially when I have to check out the news, adverts do come on, right? And occasionally, this Cremora advert would pop up. And I would be like, what nonsense is this? I even posted this on social media. And I said, there was absolutely no need to remake this advert. It is a legendary advert. Leave it alone. Cremora. And based on the responses, a lot of people felt that way too. A lot of people on social media. Even right now, you can search Cremora and you will see that people are not happy that Cremora remade this particular legendary commercial. There was absolutely no need. And yes, these are one of the symptoms of COVID-19 where people just try to fix things that are not broken. Maybe it is. It is a side effect after getting vaccinated. And yes, but was there a need to remake that legendary advert? No, there wasn't. I mean, come on. There are different ways to try to keep relevant in today's world. There are different ways. There could have been many ways for Cremora to try to seek relevance or to push their brand or their sales. There are thousands of ways to do that. But this particular one is not it. Do not touch things that are legendary unless you're going to take them to the next level. If they took this advert to the next level, then I can find sure I was going to praise them for that. But they didn't. They just totally ruined the legendary Cremora advert and they ruined our childhood. That's what they did. So that's what I'm Pizzo Musimoning about this week. Don't fix things that are not broken, Cremora. That's the end of the podcast, episode 20 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am out. Remember, whatever you do, 
do not lose the child in you.